Free in the Field podcast, the podcast where three friends who had their dreams of being professional footballers dashed away as children. One of birth was confined to a wheelchair and the other two discovered food. Have their say on the Premier League. Well, guys, the band is back the way it used to be. It's the three of us now. Darren, Squad. how you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little bit upset that my segment has come to an end tonight. But, you know, this podcast isn't about me. As much as you want it to be. Michael? I'm I'm good. My segment is still alive and kicking. Top exactly. Bins, you know, top you've got, you got like, 36 more weeks of it. Exactly. You're buzzing. Yeah, exactly. 34, yeah. But, 36 um, more weeks of pure, pure gold bliss. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh. It's transfer deadline day, the day we're, we're recording. What are your reactions, guys? Are, are you been happy with the uh, deals that your team have been making? Teams have been making? Or team, well, I guess. Considering you guys are... me and Michael both support the same team and there's three people. I'm not even going to, I'm going to even answer that question myself because, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Let's 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 you know. Let's. Just say, was it good? Yes or no? Oh look, mate, it was fine. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. It, it was all right. It, it was, was all right. All right. All just, right. Just I like the signing. Just pay too much for the the kid. Okay. But I mean, we we yeah. made like a couple hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it, it, I'd, I'd give it a seven out of ten. But uh, we can deconstruct this at another point. Okay. Let's get to. Uh... The best game of the weekend, Newcastle Arsenal. Oh, for fuck's sake. Why are you so full of shit when it comes to Arsenal oh, games? Jesus. <laughs> so full of shit. I don't know. It, I have to be I have to be something because like okay. Arsenal are awful. Anyway, calamitous start from uh, this one. Uh, Giroud. Let's go to even before the game even started. Giroud scored four in two last year against Newcastle. Didn't start. Okay, get out of the way. <laughs> Arsenal then proceeded to cross the ball into Walcott for some unknown reason. I have no idea because, like, he's like my height. Definitely his game. And yeah. I'm completely and utterly small as fuck. Fair enough. Um, he missed two sitters as well, Walcott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you want for your number nine. I want to play up front because I'm not a right winger but when I go up front I miss chances because I don't know how to finish so I have to actually be on the right because that's my actual position to be fair though at least their striker stayed on the field oh yeah <laughs> Mitrovic oh yeah like oh, yeah. the thing is he's played three games he could have got set off in, like, including the one he got set off in he could have been set off at least one more time yeah it's ridiculous it, it, it's it completely changed the complexion of the game as it well. did it did but um, at, at that same time I mean when I, first, when I first saw the challenge, I was thinking, you know what, he, he's an idiot, but don't give him a red straight away. But then you watch no, it no, again, that, you're like, that's a red, that's a red card challenge you anyway. You can't be like, studs up in on people's yeah, streams. Exactly. That's a red, yeah, exactly. But in terms of the referee in general, I think it was just card happy anyway. Yeah. Some the channel, thing is, some he did, cards he, weren't really necessary, in my opinion. He, he flopped on the penalty there. Arsenal still got a penalty. Yeah. The Bellerina challenge, of yeah. course, where yeah. he pretty much ran through and uh, who tripped him? It was Sold out. Yeah. Someone fall out. Yeah, not, not a bad debut, is it? Get away with a penalty decision. I'm not being funny, but like, he, yeah. he thanked this task for Foban as soon as um, Mitrovic got set off because he got moved into the centre and he's a right winger. Um, yeah, I mean, somebody's really going to have to have a word with Mitrovic because... He has no chill. It just, no, like seriously, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, he, he, like, there's no saying how far um, Newcastle could have gone in that game. Because Arsenal really struggled to create many clear-cut chances other than a couple of walk-up misses. You know, it, it says a lot when um, you win the game 1-0 against a team of 10 men and your supposed best player on the pitch was Gabriel. It's quite disappointing in Arsenal's perspective because your defender shouldn't be the best player or being named by one of the best players. When you're facing a team with 10 men 
and Newcastle's defence, as much as they've improved it a little bit, it's not it's good not enough. Quite, yeah. You know, you've got so you've got two players with absolute pace in your squad in Oxley, Pace, yeah. Oxley, yeah. Pace. <laughs> in Oxley, Chamberlain and um Walcott and you're crossing the ball into the dude. Don't know why. Um Oxley Chamberlain, the one time he drove forward, he got the goal. I mean, the it, reason why, the reason why, going back to your point about crossing the ball in, Newcastle defended really deeply. So it's really hard to get balls in behind the back no, of the defence. But that's true. just what they had to do yeah, exactly. when they got their, their 10, 10 men. men. But that's, that's, I mean, crossing the ball in, still, I mean, to that point, still crossing the ball in with your Walcott in the middle. It makes no I'm, sense. I mean, if, if you're playing a team against 10 men, why not switch it to 4-4-2 yeah. and have them both up? Just do something. I different. mean, they yeah. clearly missed those all that game, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I they did. So. They I did. So. No, they did. They, they did. would have created a lot more chances because they've had a lot more time on the ball. They did. Uh, yeah, yeah he um, would have had the quality to give them. The what is even if Urza was on the pitch though, Arsenal don't know how to convert chances. They don't have to convert chances. They don't know how to alternate between going wide and playing narrow. Arsenal, when they stick to one way of playing the match, they always stick to that one way of playing the match. You have to be able to. I think the term is not having a plan B. Yeah, in essence, <laughs> in essence, pretty much is that. Wenger will say, you know what, God, they were going to play a narrow football today. But sometimes you, as the manager, say, you know, now expand because this can happen, this can happen. Arsenal expanded for about two or three minutes. And within that minute, that's when they got the goal. But then that was even from um, an own goal. goal. Yeah. I mean, it was an own goal. Statistic, goal really, statistic but. that's been floating around social media. It's that man. Um, yes, I'm back. Basically, the top goal scorer for Arsenal was own goals. Yeah. Um, but... You yeah, also don't want to sign a striker to the transfer market. Well, you know. Or transfer window. So it's like Marshall, isn't it? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Know. Jesus Christ. Oh, he could be back at the Bayo. The most popular man in North London. Yeah. Let's go to Newcastle. Two players really stood up for me. It was Tim Crawl, who was excellent throughout the entire match. And uh, Mbemba's looking really promising as well, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, one second. Did okay. somebody put him as um, transfer deals and wheels, like champion for a week? I think I did. Don't sell Felicia. Oh, not, not, not to blow my own trumpet. Oh, you really are. Um, uh, it's his segment. Like, I know, right? Uh, no. It's going today. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> cut me some slack. But yeah, um, he's really does. He really has helped um, the defensive unit in Newcastle. Also, Colacini is, is, is trying again, which also helps. It's trying um, again, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Haidara actually had a pretty good game, I think, which went a bit under the radar for Newcastle. Defensively, yeah. they were great. They were just really poor attacking. I mean, they, what upsets me from Newcastle fans' perspective is that they didn't really seem to... They settled for a 1-0 defeat. I feel like they could have at least tried to make a little bit yeah, more chances. I, and look- their set pieces... Their set, when, you're, when you're 10 men... When you're ten men and your set pieces keep hitting the first man, yeah, it's just it's shocking and like that's something they really need to look at New, themselves for. Newcastle have this thing where they don't know how to um, deal with going down to ten men ever. That's always been a weakness of theirs, and something is swell because just because you go down to just because you go down to ten men doesn't mean the game just, done, yeah, yeah. It's the game over. It was still nil nil. Hit them on the counter, change it up a little bit. They said that they sat back as soon as they lost the ball. That was that. Yeah. They didn't have to deal with it, so they struggled. That's shocking offensive play from both teams in that last match. Go to a team which had a shocking defensive uh, showing this weekend. Is this Sunderland? No, it's not at all. Oh, right. Chelsea, Crystal Palace. Right. Mm, Chelsea. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Ivanovic Um, is a spent force. And I think the quicker 
Jose Mourinho switches up his tactics, puts Aspilicueta at right back and puts Baba Raman at left back. He's got bags of pot- potential, bags of pace that would really help freshen up that Chelsea lineup, which is stagnating. Yeah, and I agree. I that. think that's one of the reasons why people are catching them up to them. And also, there's been a there's, there's been a paradigm shift in the Premier League where mm, nice term, Jeb, where um, the um, it's his last segment of this. He has to shine. I'd say like, <laughs> the middle half of the Premier League are really going to these top teams, thinking, no, you know what, sod it, we're going to go for it, we're going to attack them, we're going to see what happens. Um, Damien Delaney actually said um, that they had a team meeting before the Chelsea game. And they thought, well, we came back, we came there and sat back before. And lost. So this time we're going to go for it. And they won. Palace. Palace Speak, yeah, sorry, speaking of Delaney, he had Costa in his pocket the yeah, entire match, didn't he? Fant- Him yeah. and Dan have been colossus. And Papa Suarez as well for, for Palace. They've been colossal yeah. for them. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Clear throat there. Yeah. <laughs> Palace, you know, Palace looks so comfortable. I didn't, I didn't understand how Chelsea... Couldn't get a stranglehold in the game. Matic was poor. Um, Hazard looked lost. Yeah, where the, is Hazard? I, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm going up to his door, still looking to find him. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to write them off because it's Chelsea. Yeah, of course not. But it's a case of, I think, one, Marino might have a bit too much trust. He's not, as, he's not being as ruthless as he should be to the players because he came out in the, the press conference before the, that game and he just say publicly that he's not happy with how Hazard's playing how much he named certain players and usually because it's Chelsea and Mourinho has that effect of you know it's us against everyone else it might have worked it seems that he didn't jump into them I don't know if Chelsea are thinking they're feeling too comfortable with themselves I don't know if the players feel like oh we won the league I feel like I think they're being um, fear factor is going because there's a lot of t- money with the teams in the middle section of the Premier League yeah um, also Chelsea have made themselves a bit of a target being champions. Everybody raises their game against the champions. Yeah. And also, something doesn't seem right at the Chelsea camp. And I think that's spreading towards the, the, um, the teams around them. So every team that's going there is thinking they can get a result. Um, I've got a few stats on Palace, actually. Stat, man. They've been absolutely amazing away from home. Um, they've created 40 chances away from home. And um, Sacco, who got on the score sheet, has got 80% shot accuracy from 11 shots. And Punchin has created nine chances, two of them being assists, which is almost 10% of all their chances that they've created away from home. Yeah. And that just shows the quality of their team. I mean, they've got him, they've got Kabaya, they've got MacArthur, who really showed themselves against against Chelsea. It was a different side to Palace because usually the wingers are the ones that get all the credit. Um, but it wasn't just their wingers this time. It was Kabaye and MacArthur controlling the midfield against Matic and Fabregas who were seen as easily the best midfield duo last year. Um, to some points, even really unplayable but they just don't seem to have that sort of magic at the moment they're being overrun by players that last year you would say are lesser than them but this year they've really shown that they've, they've got their ability as well goal scorers of course on the from this match um, Sacco got the goal that gave Crystal Palace the lead decent finish yeah. from Bakri Sacco of course then Falcao got the diving header which was a fantastic goal 
Pedro assist. I'm I'm sorry, guys. I know, I'm not Especially you, then, because Falcao. Oh, got I, the I goal. loved that man. It broke my heart when he went to Chelsea. <laughs> but then um, Joe Ward so quickly as well just went. Yeah, no, I mean that's that's the thing. That's the thing with, um, with the goal that Palace scored. It was the, the rapid response. That's the, that's what I also feel the lack of fear because so many other teams have conceded that goal that Falcao scored. They just went shit. We'll take the draw. We'll get another behind the ball. They just grind it out. But Palace still saw the win and you, they grabbed it and they know, got it. You know that goal. I've never seen Chelsea defense so poorly because Fernandino was it Balassi that with the ball in first right. Yeah, Fernandinho's against City was bad defended. No, this it, isn't even their first time this season. Yeah, it wasn't. It? Yeah, exactly. And like the ball being crossed in, who was it? Um, Ivanovic, right back. I wasn't closing him down. Yeah. Everything came from Ivanovic's side. Yeah, it, it, he's just he's letting him come onto you. You have experience. Everyone in the Premier League knows who Balassi is. He's a very skillful player. Attack him, stop him crossing the ball in. He crossed the ball in quite easily, and Saka at the back post unmarked. Clears it back in, and. What's his name? Ward. Easy. Unmarked again. How many times is this going to happen? Chelsea need to find a level. There's so many back. low crosses that went into the box. Like a, a typical Chelsea team would have easily dealt with. Maybe they found a weakness. Low crosses? Maybe. Jeez. It sounds weird. It does sound weird. It sounds weird, but this was, they, were su- they were successful. This was Mourinho's 100th home game in charge and 200th game overall. And they just didn't seem like a Mourinho-Chelsea. Well, they haven't seemed like a Mourinho-Chelsea at all, they've conceded far too many goals at this stage. To be seen as a thirteen and seven, yeah. But the thing is, Mourinho historically always has dodgy third seasons. So maybe this is just um, history repeating itself. History repeating itself. Yeah. Talking about history, I don't think West Ham had beaten Liverpool at Anfield for a very long time. That Fifty-two a, years or something. That like was that. a magical beat. Though. Like Liverpool, like for goodness' sake, like how do they go from getting a hard-earned point at Arsenal? To get an absolutely hammered, excuse the pun, (laughs) by West Ham. You're going to have to re-listen here, but we did say that something like this was going to happen to Liverpool because they they scream with a team that don't know their first eleven yet. They scream with a team that don't know how to set up defensively yet in terms of their best defensive eleven. Individual errors are plenty from Dejan Lovren. And... um, (laughs) Equals banter. (laughs) It was just... Equals banter. Lovren or uh, Kabul? Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the thing is with Lovren is that is when he first joined from Lyon to Southampton, he looked like a really good player. So maybe he can't handle the added no, spotlight of working you, at Liverpool. You, you, no, or, you know what? I think he just looked good next to Alderweireld and Fonte. Also, personally, I thought that's what I thought because when I heard Liverpool pay twenty million for him, I was like twenty million. Um, I'm not too sure because I was I, I rated Fonte and Alderweireld higher, and then he went to Liverpool. I mean, twenty million in this camp is not a Big, no, it's not massive. Not yeah, at all. That's anymore. But man, he's defending that. That goal for, um, what's in the Noble's Noble. goal? Noble. What oh, finish, by the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, like, he tripped over the ball. You know, if you're, okay, if you're uncertain about, if you're a defender, you're uncertain, your back is to, your back is to your, where you're heading to go and score, I guess. And, um, you're unsure of what's behind you. Just clear the ball. Simple. Yeah, or, I mean, he looked to his left, he saw there was no immediate danger there. So you got your keeper there, and there's another defender there. Okay, there he just lost all footing, and then for after that he just proceeds to do a lot of stupid things like doing stepovers out of nowhere, slipping on the ball, maybe he, being made a parody of on Twitter, going with an Ed Sheeran song. <laughs> I mean, when your legs don't work like they used to before, and then he slips on the ball. He just looked 
comical, but it wasn't just him. Liverpool just Liverpool. Looked, I tell you what, I tell you a what, joke tell in you general. What. Um, going back to Lovren, he looked impressive at Southampton where he had somebody like Stadlin in front of him, protecting him. Um, I'm not convinced with who Liverpool have in front of the defenders. I mean, Emery Chan is the one person who could maybe grow into doing that role effectively. But again, it's game time with him because I, I think the way Rodgers is setting up his team when everybody's fit, I think it's going to be Milner and Henderson, which will be the two in front of Cortino and Firmino and whoever else with Penteke yeah. or Sturridge or whatever. And that again, I don't think he's given the defence enough protection. The defence that is not Teflon by any means. Yeah. <laughs> A defence that... Um, is struggling. Questions have to be asked about Brendan Rodgers because um, he famously said when Mourinho sat back and won after the infamous slip that it's really easy to set your team out defensively. But he hasn't done it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if it's so easy, why can't you do it? And and he's going to die by those words as soon if he doesn't sort his team out. Uh, Forget that club anyway. Let's get to the goals. So Lanzini, in the third minute, like so capitalise on a mistake. I mean, it was a great cross from Crosswell. Liverpool, Liverpool went put it on a plate for him. Liverpool yeah. went as they meant to go on. It started off from individual errors. It was just riddled throughout the performance. But then credit to West Ham, they really know to know how to set up their team uh, away from home. Then uh, Noble on the 29th minute, great finish, very good finish, yeah. very tidy. Yeah. Yeah, really, yeah. really picked his spot and really hit it there as well. And then to round it off, Saka on the 92nd minute. Should Saka have played that match? Um, oh, no, I, I quite liked the lineup. In no, I think he's talking me, about I'm in me. terms of his disciplinary with him or with oh, being arrested. Right. Um, like well, this is a weird. We keep on coming back to these questions. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those ones where, you know what? I mean, if whatever's going on with him is on hold and the manager feels that he should play, then I don't feel in any position to tell him whether he, whether, well, to think whether he shouldn't play or not. Um, but, I mean, he came off the bench, didn't he? And. He got his goal. So, obviously, whatever's going through, he's going through or whatever's happened is not affecting him. So, if he's going to go and concentrate on his football, then the manager will feel, you know what, you're going to play. As for West Ham's setup in general, the way they closed down Liverpool, the way they hassled Liverpool, they set up defensively. When they lost the ball, they came back into their banks straight. Very, very slow defensively. They didn't look flustered. They didn't look worried about anything. Um, they made Liverpool look uneasy at home. Um, Anfield has not been a fortress for a very long time. No, it hasn't. But it's not an easy place to go to. And West Ham, considering after getting a very good win at, um, at Arsenal, losing two on the bus at home, you'd think their morale was down. Manchester said, pick yourselves back up, get out there, we're going to set up this way, this way, this way. They might be the team that has an, an, easy, an easy time at home, but away from home can get They remind me of Palace last year. Yeah, Palace were doing Palace that sort of last thing last year. Palace last year was exactly the same. So, I mean, the way they set up, the way they played... Noble had a good game. The red card, I'm not even going to talk about that. It wasn't the red card they, they should appeal it. They, yeah. should, that's no? No. No. Uh, no, it wasn't. He, uh. he didn't even, like... I mean, no, let's, he did, let's he, go to it. So, he, he, first he, yellow card, he gets it for not retreating from the uh, No, not Coutinho. We're talking about Noble. Noble should have got sent off. Of course, okay. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that one. Just, like... I mean, up, we should, you know, did, did, like referee had a perfect view. There was no, there's no way to hide about uh, that behind um, that. You've seen he's collected the ball. He, it's nothing to do with studs because he hit the ball, and then he's he, he, he brought his foot out. It, he took the ball yeah. quite clearly. And Ings, there was no, there was no contact. I'm not even. Gonna, there was Ings, none whatsoever. He just no. overplayed it. He overplayed it, and then he pretty much reacted to yeah. 
the foot being in there and the referee fell for it. But you're there. You can see that he's toe pot. There's no excuse. As for the Coutinho one, that was just a red because the first one... Was for not retreating from the free kick yeah, far enough. And the second one... Second one. Pie, second one. He, he, he tried to embarrass him. Oh, my God. Um, tried, did. Yeah, well, did. did yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Roger just tried to say that he didn't think it was a red. But um, no, it wasn't red. You don't sign to a challenge and think you're going to get away with it. You sign to if a you miss time tackle on the bucket, it's a yellow card. And you know, if, you, if you're already booked, you're going you, you, you're gonna get set off. Yeah, simple as that. Simple as... No yellow cards or red. No, not not yellow cards. No red cards in the next match. Aston Villa Sunderland two two. Goals from Sinclair with the uh, penalty for national take back. MV got the first goal with a delightful free kick. Yeah, yeah Nobody knew he had that in him. Um, no, he has, he's got over twenty caps for France. Um, the free kick. Yeah, I'm not, I'm saying <laughs> I'm saying he's got quality. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm saying enough. he's got quality, but the reason why he's playing for a team at Sunderland is because of his disciplinary. But. Um, um, Record, yeah. Okay. Because he he basically got himself into trouble, getting himself into such trouble that he basically made himself unpickable for France and uh, ended up going to Russia, despite really being known as one of their better defensive midfielders. Then they um, suddenly really shot themselves in the foot with catamol. Your what captain. on earth was that's what you doing? want. That's what you want from your captain when you wind it up is to make individual errors and concede penalties. That's what you want from your captain. That's, that's a vintage catamol though, isn't it? Sinclair con- uh, converted that penalty. Then in the 41st minute, a really great team goal as Ghana really drove through the middle of the park. Yeah. Found Amadi who then put the ball on the on plate, the plate for, yeah. uh, Sinclair, Sinclair yeah. to, to make it 2-1. Then nobody expected this but Sunderland found the guts to Some resolve. Yeah. yeah, some resolves. Some res- Times are changing. They are changing indeed. They scored. Jamie Lenz is not looking like a bad player either, is he? No, he's, he, I was impressed by that signing. I think I said that last week that I think it was a good signing for them. He should look to leave. That's also what you said. Well, yeah, but I didn't, I didn't say he would look to leave at some point because, you know, he's going to look... Yeah, I still agree with that statement. Now, um, Sunderland, they, they didn't look impressive for me. Can I, but what it is is that I, don't, I think they're facing a team that's going to be around them in the season anyway. Mm-hmm. Can, I, sort of can I say two so things was, about both gonna, teams? It was going to be a tough game. Well, it's... Um, the podcast, so that's what you like. You need to do. Okay, right, smart ass. Okay. Um, one with Sunderland, they average two goals conceded when the Unisco ball is in the back four, and <laughs> every week we go for this guy, you know. I know but, right? he, but he needs to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And also Villa, Villa. This is this is a fantastic stat that I heard. Um, the, out of the seventy-one league games they've played at home since two thousand eleven, they've won seventeen. That's shocking. That is really, really, really bad. I can't blame all of that on Tim Sherwood. I'm not going to. I'm just I'm just saying <laughs> I know, I know, I'm I just saying that um their the home form is not good enough for a team in that division. In that division also people say that when you want to stay in the Premier League, your home form needs to be the best. I mean Villa have managed to stay up for the last few years and shocking home form that's that has proven. And I think they need to really up their home form because there are a lot of very good competitive teams in the Premier League. Uh, they've got a very young and inexperienced team. Uh, they've just bought Julian Lescott, but, it, it's, but it's unknown the effects he's going to have on the team of yet. And also, a little dig on Sherwood because I'm going to have to do it. Um, this is the first time in his manager career that his win percentage has gone 
underneath fifty percent. So hopefully we'll stop going on about it. This is the first time. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Speaking about your best friend there. On the last minute, Gil goes down wanting a penalty. Ref books him for a dive. It was a dive as well. Sherwood says his team got robbed. You say it was a dive. You know what? You know what? He was. To be figures, he was always going to say that his team. Let me let me get on this. It wasn't. uh, I think I think people in England or coaches in England, more to the point, are very confused about contact. Contact doesn't mean jump to the. He he said he got those contacts, so he's entitled to go to the ground. No, 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 no. One. If you're knocked and you naturally go off your balance, that's when you should, you know, get a penalty. Mm-hmm. He wasn't knocked off his balance. He got a little bit of contact and he flew by himself. Yeah. And that's what happened. It doesn't mean he's entitled to go down to the ground. Contact doesn't mean immediately throw yourself to the ground because that's a dive. <laughs> so, like, uh, no, it wasn't a penalty. Like, at first when I saw it, from when you see it at fast pace, you're thinking, whoa, I've just seen contact. Like, did I naturally knock him off? But then you see the replay, you're like, oh, mate, come on. I mean, you could have stayed in your feet. Um, he probably scored. He could have scored. But maybe he did that because he didn't think he was going to score. Maybe. And, <laughs> you know, just because you're not going to score doesn't mean throw yourself to the ground because you're, I mean, and the, the few times that referees do get, actually, no, a few, I say a few times, referees do get conned quite a lot. He probably thought I could con the referee again. Um, referees are not on top of the game right now, but the referee did very well not to give him the penalty because that was blatantly a dive and, just because you get contact doesn't mean you go to the ground. That's pathetic. So, say well done to the referees this week. No, well, no to, in that to him, game. To, to that him, referee. To him personally. Yeah, to him. But okay. well, then it's Sunderland and Aston Villa. It's not really hard. Ouch. Well, let's go to a game that was one of the most exciting this week. And for the wrong reasons, that's uh, Stoke West Brom. Oh, boy. Rondon got the goal that um, separated the two teams in the f- like 48th minute in the first half. Yeah. But that's not why we're here to discuss this game. Are we here to s- discuss the, the refereeing right. decisions of it the setting off? Right. I'm going to say this as quickly as I can because really it's, it's really easy to deduce. Charlie Adams was a straight red Aflaya and Gardner should have both got booked. Both of them. Not sent off? No, no. Not sent off. Both of them. Why or, is this? Or just pick them up and tell them to stop that Yeah, because behavior. I mean like... Why they did, were both, why it was did, both really petulant behaviour. Why did Gunnar touch his face in the first place? Yeah. That's yeah. pathetic. Yeah. And number two, you shouldn't react by slapping the kid. And the thing is, he didn't. it's not like he like properly decked. It was like he, he tapped just, his yeah. face. Just, he just moved his hand a little more vigour than Gunnar did. But they, the, the contact was from Gunnar too. Yeah. That's why I think they, they, they did the same thing. So they have the same punishment. It, it should have been a yellow card though. That, that's not a red card offence. The the Adams one. See the thing is, he'll be like Marcus was like, oh, he was off balance. Well, no, no, no. Adams is just a dirty player. If it's not, it's not one of those ones where we're just saying, oh, you know, because of his character. But you watch the replay. He he could have avoided that. He stamped mm. on him, and his foot was there for a good two seconds. So it wasn't an accident. He stamped on him. Not and only that, that's very stupid because you... your team's really down to ten men, and you're an experienced player. I don't know. I don't care about your behavior. You're an experienced player. You've been playing the football for years. Your team's down to ten men, and you're getting yourself sent off. You're putting yourself in a harder position. And then West Brom. I'm sorry, nine men, and you score one. I don't think. I think. I think. I was going to say that I think Tony Pulis didn't really want to twist the knife too much against his former side. I genuinely don't think he went If that is the case, then you know I, what, he can I stop don't, I don't know. I just, I don't if that's think the case, then he shouldn't be a manager in exactly. the Premier League. Exactly. You go down to nine men, so you got all out attacking, you pummeled them, you finished them off. And if you're down to, if you against a team with nine men, surely at the end of the season, if it comes down to goal difference, you're going to regret the decision not to actually pump. Because going to be in a relegation battle. Yeah, of course they're not. They're not. They might be. They might be. You never know. 
the unpredictability of the Premier League. Well, it's game of was Tony Pierce keeping his teams up. They were in it last year. I said keeping his teams up. Mm. Okay. Just saying, they could be, yeah, I mean, potentially could, could be in it. could team up, but you know, keeping. I still think they'll be in a relegation battle. I don't think they'll be mid table. Butland had a good game also. Um, deserved his uh, England call up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and long um, may his form continue. And I really hope that he kind of carries it on. This is, this is his first time as a, a number one for a Premier League team. And I really hope he has a good season because, yeah. I mean, Joe Hart needs competition for the England spot because Fraser Forster's out for a while. I think that's only going to improve Jack, um, Joe Hart's game and Butland's game. It's only going to um, really benefit England. So long may it continue, really. Long may it continue, indeed. And long may, or well, for Darren's sake, Bournemouth won't continue. They got a draw this weekend. Um, Callum Wilson with a Unbelievable, unbelievable strike! Great improvisation. Four and four, and then uh, last few minutes of the game, the uh, racist arsehole known as Jamie Vardy, which is what he's going to be formally known as on this podcast. Of course, won the penalty. It was a penalty, and then converted it. It was a penalty, of course. Yeah, Yeah, it was a penalty. Cook, cook, came in late. It's a silly challenge. Um, unfortunately unfortunately also for Bournemouth with Boric did get a hand to it but there was just too much power in the shot um, the, both teams could have got other penalties mm-hmm. and um, dare I say it Vardy probably should have got another penalty Referee. Wilson should have got a penalty Wilson should have got a penalty and Hoof should have got a penalty Referee. and Hoof should have got sent off Referee. How, do you, how do you not get sent off after you kick the ball Intentionally, head. Someone's head, and then slap. He punch. He pretty much punches Tyrone Tyron Mings. Yeah, yeah. Refer- refereeing incompetence. Oh my God. I mean, you got, you got to look at the difference between that and what Afolay Gardner did. Afolay got sent off for it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, no, I, I don't want to talk about referees. Let's talk about the match. But look, yeah, um, as you, you know, say, it was a good also, match. Well, um, I'll just make this, this quick point quickly that when Wilson scored the goal, Darren made it obviously clear to me within a minute that that better win top bins. <laughs> so that might win it today. But um, no, Bournemouth look very comfortable. This is what I like about Bournemouth. And no matter who they're playing, they stick to their philosophy very well. Philosophy. Philosophy, yes. Um, they went to Anfield. They played their game. They, they considered the goal that shouldn't have been. They got the goal that's allowed that should have been. They should have got a point. Sort of yeah. three points there, then. But um, they went to the game very comfortable. We we knew that um, Leicester would probably score a goal or two. I I, I said one, one nil or one one. I think I don't know. I said something, something like that. Like that yeah. I think we we're, we're all pretty good for our predictions this week. Mm, I think so. But yeah, because I think everyone said they'll draw at least maybe. Um, Leicester's response was very good. Um, Vardy, as much as I don't like the guy, he was. What? Sorry, who's that? Sorry, uh, oh, the, the racist, racist arsehole. The racist arsehole, arsehole known as Jamie Vardy. Get it right, Michael. Right, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, <laughs> no, um, he, the way he won a penalty was very, very smart. But I'm not going to commend him on this. But what he did, which was smart, was when he saw the challenge coming in, after he knocked the ball forward. If you watch his movement, he slowed down so that he could get that foul and win the penalty. Not commending it, but. Hey, he did what he had to do to get the penalty and he struck it really well Boric unlucky of course like Darren said but um, both teams played very good well uh, very good football um, refereeing was you know refereeing <laughs> but um, it's interesting to see these two teams now because back in the well I say back in the days yeah so back during here, the war back in the days um, you have these smaller teams if one team goes down to another a lesser team 
they cave in. Or if the other team equalises, the other team will cave in. These days, both teams can go at it. And the passing was good. The movement was good. Callum Wilson, I will give him a shout out. Take away the overhead kick for a second. His movement off the ball was fantastic. This is exactly why I think he's going to get the goals. Because he's, he's always buzzing. And they've got players in that team that can pick out a pass. Mm. Sermon, O'Kane. And also when he comes back from injury, um, Harry Arter, who I think is a really good ball player. Um, they've also got Max Grado and Matt Ritchie from the rings that can whip him balls in yeah. so they, they've, and, the service is definitely there as much as it hurts me to say this the, the race the, was it, the race is arsehole yeah, the race the is arsehole no, James Jamie Vardy right okay um, he was electric man I have to, I have to be honest the, his movement as well was great I don't know if you know but Darren's sitting next to you and, I, it's, I know, and, it's, I know. and it's known that he doesn't really like it I know okay but I don't care okay <laughs> No, he he was elect- He was good on the ball. His movement was also good, um, and he uses he uses his pace to great effect. He's not someone that just runs with the ball and goes aimlessly. For some reason, he Walk knows. Up. Yeah. Oh, geez, I forgot. <laughs> I said yeah already. So um, no, he's very good on the. He's he's. I don't want to say a smart player, but he knows what to do. And I mean, I think in a team like Leicester, players like Jimmy Vardy, um. I think they fit in terms of the way Leicester play and the way he is as a yeah, player. Yeah, it suits him. They're it suits dogged, him. they're fast. They're, they're, That's why him and Morris are, term, him and Morris yeah. are having a lot of freedom because their pace and they're allowed... It's like they've given, they've given those two a free role and they can use their wings to their advantage and do what they want to do with the ball. They, they've got a lot of trust in them and they're excelling with, with it right now. So it's a good point. Good point indeed. Let's see, let's go to a team that really wanted the three points but couldn't get them because they're just doing what they do best and that's Tottenham Everton oh boy nil nil I was the game of the weekend no goals from both but uh, they both spent the first like 25 minutes feeling out each other and then well, out of nowhere Mason sets off Harry Kane yeah I'm really worried about Harry Kane right now it's not even funny anymore he's a confidence he's obviously he's obviously he's a confidence striker England are um, facing Samarino this weekend oh, not this weekend yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, really during the international yeah, break really, so. really probably break his record and Kane will sit on the bench come off and get one goal um, you know what the thing about Kane is he's obviously he obviously still knows what to do he just doesn't finish him right now because last season that was 1-0 oh without doubt you know yeah. and he's he's doing what he was doing last season sometimes you see him just out wide because he's, he's a team player he likes to put himself around but then he knows when to make that run to get himself a chance it was, it was quick, in the sense that um, House Spurs created that chance for him, but he looked like he was going on back and forth. He, whenever he, he was ran, so when he ran with the ball, he, he was head down. Yeah, he didn't even didn't look once at the goal. Last season he wasn't doing that. No. That's why exactly the same thing I, I criticized um, Sterling for against West Brom because he should have put that away, and his head was down the whole time. I don't know if that's an English thing. But seriously, sort it out because what, you're what, better than that. That was poor. What I do believe it is, I think I think Harry Kane thinks he needs to do everything himself as Spurs. Um, only striker. Look, look, strike look at the statistics. Even though he's the, the striker, the one supposed to be putting the chances away, he himself has created the most chances for yeah. Spurs. Spurs have only created 26 chances at home. So yeah, how how you know, so the, how is Harry Kane you know, going to get the you know, goals? The emphasis on him being the man, I think, has been taken to a whole new level, I suppose, because he is the man. But he's best for you scoring those goals, 
And it's not like you don't have creative players in the squad. This is the this is what I'm saying. They've got, got Ericsson and Lamella is quite a creative player. As much as he hasn't really sh- shown himself yet, he has that ability to do something out of nothing, and he can pick out a pass. He's, he's shown it before in his his career. He's not an average player. Um, Harry Kane, in his own sense, him creating chances like that is not good. Um, I think what they're trying to do now is when the, I think it's still still another striker. You know, they weren't lucky with the whole. Um, Berahino situation. Son is a good signing. Yep. Very good signing. I like him. Um, hopefully he plays with or behind Harry Kane. I would like to or, say about why they use wide. a bit of his pace and so they can able to look out And put Ericsson in the middle. Do that. You might see the best of Son, Ericsson and Harry Kane you know, as a free. Yeah. Um, but what they were trying to do was make Chadley make those runs. And it looked like Chadley was a bit lost in his position because he was thinking, do I go forward? Do I stay back? I don't think rules are set clearly. Also, I think what the philosophy is right now is close down, get the ball and keep it and then try and get a goal. Right now, the players don't look too sure about what their actual role is. And when Harry Kane drifts from his striker's position, no one goes forward. And if no one's going forward, if you're not getting goals from your striker, you need goals from your midfield. And they're not getting goals from midfield. That's what Rafael Van der Vaart used to do for them. You know, Defoe Bell did, and Bale as well. Like, these kind of guys, if your strikers were not going to get those goals or they weren't in a position to, these guys will come in, they'll ghost in, goal. And also, do you know, it's the ballet playing wide, wide right. I'm like, it's, it's the, yeah, I don't talk instead about of playing, taking your chance on the next Pritchard, playing him right wide, getting a, a winger who's got something to prove, he's excited. Who's exciting, sorry. He's playing somebody who's also known for playing DMF. He's playing right wing. He's not yes. a right winger. Yeah, he has he's, no pace he, on the wing. You need pace on the wing to stretch out teams. And I think Kane would really, really benefit from delivering into the box. Um, but we need to talk about Everton as well. And Everton also looked as bad. I mean, the best player on the pitch, of course, was Tim Howard, who just looked like nothing was going to get past yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, but looking at Everton as a team, you, you really worry. Um, they're going to be very you can see there's going to be they're so inconsistent yeah um, it's I didn't expect them to get a win anyway I suppose um, I thought they were going to lose I'm totally honest with you um, but they just look both, it's, it's worrying when both teams look lost but Everton just didn't know what to do with themselves and um, they, I, feel, I really feel that cleverly up until this injury was one of the players that yeah. that really put himself about and it was weird because he wasn't really playing in position either he was sort of playing on the wing and um, which also confuses me because I'm not sure what their fitness is like but Morales and um, Delefeu you both played in the League Cup fixture and these are two direct wingers that can play either side yep. who would really would help Everton in breaking down teams no, and giving them some pace in the wings what, what really worries me about Everton more than anything is now it's become even though it was painfully obvious before but now it's really dawned properly how important they rely on Leighton Baines in terms of creating chances because he's always been the guy that creates some real chances for mm-hmm. them from left back mm-hmm. now they've got wingers where Morales is quite selfish and selfish selfish <laughs> get it right Michael <laughs> and um, now they signed Lennon who's a direct winger I think that will work for them but the reliance on base is huge because if your left back's creating the most chances and now you're not creating as many chances without him with him out of the club of the squad sorry for injury I mean what happens I don't know they just look they look lost yeah so they need to find out too what to do yeah indeed I like that word indeed I don't know why just there indeed 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 indeed, indeed. indeed. team that weren't lost 
Manchester City this weekend. The, uh, like, with the way results have gone, they might as well organise their open top bus tour right now. To be honest with you, mate. Uh, uh, they, they looked... Mercurial. I'll praise what they're fine. They're, 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 yeah, let's, let's just do that. Um, first half, they look, they really look, they were really organised. Yeah, handling City's bombardment. Sterling had a few chances here and there, on, but then Pellegrini changes the system, puts um, Silver out on the right, and uh, Sterling down the middle. He gets a goal like two minutes after. Great cross from Sagner as well. And great finish. Yeah. To to what first credit, the goal that they considered was quality, and that's what City have above some most of the clubs in this in the league right now that they've got players that can just in an instant bring that quality out and Sterling made that run it was a good run it was a good finish but that cross was amazing and uh, Fernandinho's movement for the second goal was crazy as well so I mean they just showed their quality and also, they, were gonna, they were gonna win the game always pick up on the amount of different scorers for Manchester City at the moment the goals are coming from everywhere yeah um, it looks just they look so hungry and they look like they're really going to just destroy teams I just think, I think from I, top I, to bottom. I think Aguero's just taking his time come back from international I mean, break. There's less pressure, on, there's less pressure on them to get the goals when they're spread around the whole team. Oh, yeah. so. But they've always had that about them. But I think this time he's just going to be like, you know, them coming back from international break, you know, and then, you know, I'll then do, you'll see me, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll do my business. I keep winning top bids every weekend, idiot. <laughs> Um, do what would have to worry? They came, no. they, they came up against they've a had good a very, City team. They've, they've had, had a start. very, very hard start, and they've still they've got away with a, they've come away with a point, no, two points. Draw against uh, West Brom, draw against Everton. They've done decent. So they've done very well for a difficult start, but there has been a change in philosophy. At, uh, philosophy, well, philosophy. Uh, um, at Watford, they're a lot more defensive, and they're a lot less like open. Because if you look at their scores in the Championship. It's ridiculous at times. They love the five three, <laughs> and like you can't do that in the Premier League because you 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 can't bank on outscoring teams in the Premier League with Championship strikers. It's a different beast. It's a different beast. Different beast Michael yes, loves Michael. to say yes, um, but yeah, I'm, I need to say last I'm, week. So I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they're fine. Got to go to a team that isn't probably going to survive this year. Southampton, Norwich, Norwich being the team that's not <laughs> going to survive this year. Nice one for correcting yourself. Thank you very much. A win that Southampton really needs to, to, to kickstart yeah. their season. Yeah. I think people are being really, really harsh to Southampton because they because they didn't start off like a freight train. The people are like, oh, they're in trouble. They used they lose quality players every year. Three of their back four are injured. They've no, are gone or injured. Um, being Alderweireld, Bertrand, uh, Klein. Um, Forster, who's an outstanding keeper, injured long term. They lost Schneidlin, who's arguably one of the better DMFs in the Premier League. And now Classy's injured as Classy's well. Classy's injured. Oriol Mermeu has just warmed up to the team, as you saw in the Norwich performance, he played very well in. They've had speculation about Wanyama, who just wasn't fit for purpose and didn't play. Had Stadio Mane have been linked with Manchester United, but still turned up with a fantastic performance. You've got Jay Rodriguez just coming back from injury. When the things click for Southampton, when their players come back or when they're fully fit, as we said, countless times already, they're going to be fine. Yeah, you know, I, um, the only thing that's disappointing about Southampton is that they got knocked out of the Europa League. That was about it. Like, I, I don't worry about Southampton because I know they'll do well, and they were comprehensive in that win. From start to finish, they dominated yeah. the game. They didn't look flustered. 
Norwich looked out of place. They just took control of the game and they showed their quality. And Mane, Mane really showed how good a player he was. Um, Tadic as well played really good. Jay Rodriguez changed things and he was very direct. Had lots of shots and goals, made things happen. And Graziano Pele Pelé got the score sheet as well. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of good things about us. Score sheet, 45, 45 minutes. Pelé, uh, Tadic, 64, and on 67. A man that's gone really, probably going to be understated, well, hopefully he isn't going to be understated, is Sadu Mane. He had a fantastic game. He was really involved in all three of the goals. He's got two assists and the cross that Pelé headed into the goalkeeper, who then parried it into the path of Tadic. Yeah. So, is he going to influence their game dramatically over the... This, this season, Mane. Mane. Yeah, he always yeah. is. He needed. To... Is he needed? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly believe that they would have felt the the loss of Mane more than the loss of Wanyama. Personally, uh... personally, because of his directness and his ability to get goals and his ability to cause problems, I think they would have felt it. I don't know. I think... Because if you saw the way Ori Romeo played, yeah, no, but I still think Wanyama is still a key member of that team. Um, I'm not saying he isn't. I'm just saying oh, I reckon no, Sergio Mane would have caused a bigger hole. I think uh, you know they would have got considerable money for either. Mm-hmm. So and the way Southampton work, I love that whole black box thing that they have at this, the training ground where they already have a target identified who they're going to go and get. So I wouldn't. And if this if they sold any of one, I wouldn't have worried about them anyway. Um, but they, they've also well, bolstered their defender. Got version of Adaik who <laughs> today who which was fantastic alongside Fonte. You know you I mean, you know when it was happening. People were saying, oh, yeah, but he plays for Celtic. Okay. Okay. You'll, you'll see. Why never <laughs> played for Celtic and now he's getting moved, linked with moves to big clubs. Herrick Larson played for Celtic. Just about to mention him. You know, but obviously yeah. he played for Celtic, so there's not to say anything about him going so to yeah, Barcelona and then getting no moves to Man United. Manchester um, so, Alex Ferguson saying he was the person who changed the Champions League final that he won. So, you know, but, you know. Um, he'll do well. I think he'll do well. Him and well, maybe Fonte or. Uh, not Yoshida? Yoshida's decent. I don't think he's. I'd also like to praise Cedric there, their the right back who played really well. For he's, he's very under, um, under undercover signings. Yeah. No, done really well. Yep. Let's go to the last game of this weekend. Swansea Manchester United 2 1 it finished. See, I watched this game with Darren, and as soon as Matter scored United's goal, he was like, Right, we need to get another one. Yeah, he, yeah, straight away. And that didn't come, and guess what happened? 2 1, yep. Yeah. Two one. You know, not only just that, Kale can vouch for this. For both goals, just before they happened, the tunnel goals coming as Rudy lost the ball when he tried to lay it off to Ander Herrera was making the run in from that layoff that wasn't going anywhere near him. From that counter attack, as soon as Shelby got the ball, I was like, right, you gonna play it there, and they got the score, well, and it exactly what? happened. You know, you know what? Um, as much as I've praised, I praised Luke Shaw one aspect of his game or maybe it's a club in general is that when he goes forward we don't cover his positioning well enough because when Rooney did lose the ball when I saw Sig Gertson in that position who's Sig Gertson by the way? the most yeah. underrated Premier League footballer um, you know you got to keep saying these things man yeah. I saw him in that position he's my favourite John Shelby is running him close you know, he's playing very well yeah but no, there's, no, there's, there's no one like Gilfie Sig let's not do this <laughs> no you know what I saw him in that position I looked up and I was watching it on the screen. I looked up. I saw um, Timmy Gomez and um, the King of the Pride. Yeah, oh, yeah that guy and um, Ayu arriving into the box. And this is the problem, right? Because we don't cover left back enough when Luke Shaw goes forward. Because that's 
the kind of left back that he is, he's attacking left back. When you knock out that position a lot, when Sigurdsson had the ball in that position, you had only Smalling and Blind left there. Now, Blind, his natural reaction was, what do I do now? Do I act as a left back? Do I drop back? Because if I drop back, he'll come in. If I don't go to him, he will cross the, he, he can cross the ball. And I don't know. He stood there, hands behind his back, obviously because he don't handball it. I don't know, trying to block the ball. Smalling doesn't know what's behind him. He says, Baftimi Gomez coming to him like a freight train. <laughs> so he's thinking, well, that's the bad he's, he's going for. But he doesn't, he doesn't know what's behind him. The defensive frailties were obvious to see. It was so bad. And as for the second goal, as bad as the defending was, Ayu's pass was, was fantastic. Don't you feel that Blind gave him too much time to pass? No, he gave him that pass. No, because if you saw he gave him enough he time. Issued. You know, he gave him enough time, but the quality of the pass yeah. was fantastic. And that was the second time he did that because the first time he, he set Bafatimi um, Gomez in the run, but he sliced it completely wide. But that showed his quality. And as good as the pass was, the finishing wasn't that convincing. Romero should be quite disappointed with himself. Yeah, that's the question. Was that goal Romero's fault? I think it was too... Romero could have done better for the, the second The defending should have been better, but you shouldn't be letting the ball slip under your body, especially in that position. Mm-hmm. And he, he... I mean, he put his head in the ground straight away. He knew that he made a mistake. He knew that. So, you know, but apart from that, you know what? Maynard's problem is this. If you don't get a second goal, this whole passing thing is good possession is good but may not become too sloppy on the ball could I, could and when I, they get sloppy on the ball they usually use it in the final third and they're so so weak in defence at that moment in time because the players don't get back quick enough and there'll be times where when Luke Shaw bumps forward he's not on the left side anymore he's in the middle and of course you're, so, you're leaving yourself so open at the back those attacking players are going to players like Boney oh not Boney he's not there anymore Gomez and Sigerson and are you? They are going to expose you. Can I also, can I also, that's what happened. Can I also twice. Go back on what you were saying about my dad keeping the ball. A lot of their possession is also deemed as quite useless possession. Not really doing anything with it. They've had two goals away from home. They've had a thirty-eight percent shot accuracy, and they've not had that many shots away from home either. Um, one thing Van Gaal did say: uh, he made that game post um, post-match conference, which really concerned me, was his players failed to adapt to Gary Monk's changes. So what happened was, when Raulich came off the key, um, Swansea changed to a 4-4-2 diamond, and AU was playing just on, just in front, or just behind of Gomez, just in front of the other midfielders. And um, what baffled me was that he, he said the players didn't adapt to it, really didn't set up the team in any different way to counteract it. Didn't it. Um, I think you felt comfortable when yeah. you were playing because you go one nil up and you're passing the ball. It seems like you're in control, but just because you have possession doesn't mean yeah, you're is, in control this is, of the this game. This is the thing. I think I think um, Van Gaal is too arrogantly blinded by possession stats. He also said that Maynard dominated the game for 85 minutes. That in no way is true. In no way was true. Maynard went off the firing blocks really quickly, and the first five to 20 minutes they were good. They were really good. But after that 20 minute period, once Swansea got their foot on the ball and started creating chances. They, it could have gone either way. You can pick out. You can pick out one or two times where Swansea could have taken the lead in the first half. Yeah, quite easily. Quite easily. And as much as I so, praised Blind last week for being a smart player, his defensive frailties are now starting to show itself yeah. because he doesn't continuously mark the player he's with. As soon as he sees the ball going in another direction, he thinks, "Oh, it was okay." You have to always make sure you know what's going on around you because 
obviously that's when Sigurdsson had that chance and it, he just about missed it. He scores that. You probably wouldn't have, you might have not even scored. It could have been 2-0, maybe 2-1. I don't know. To them, well, it was 2-1 anyway, but, <laughs> you know, it could have been worse off. Swansea played fantastically well. Can know, Gary Monk do no wrong? He can't. He's, he's done fantastically well. He's, he's, he's got Van Gaal's number. That's three wins and three against Man United. Uh, but going back to Man United, ever so shortly, um, is this, this whole myth about Rudy not being able to get in chances. He had four chances against Swansea where he utterly scuppered them. One where he absolutely spooned it over the bar. The other where he took too long and dilly-dallied on the ball. Ashley Williams was stronger. He missed the ball when he was going towards matter that led to the goal. And he also had another chance where he tried to chip it. And it, 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 it was... It was Woeful. If if you're going, if you're if you're if you're devoid of confidence, chips aren't gonna work. You, you know need what, to have that I, level of arrogance to pull know, it off. I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's devoid of confidence. I just think you know what. It's better. Well, I was I was impressed with him in terms of he was making those runs and he was getting to the right positions before before in the Premier League this season. He wasn't doing that. He was dropping a lot more deep. Wasn't making those runs to trouble the defenders. We said this last week. Getting in between the defenders made them worry because those of those tackles were last ditch, but they got there. You didn't finish them, but at least you're starting to get into positions. Improve your sharpness up front and make the better decisions, you get goals. Goals are the ones that count, of course. Exactly. Go to the the best goals of the week, the top bins. Yeah, let's do it. What bins? Top bins. Yes. Okay. We did a little jingle before top bins. You think so? Okay. That's just personal opinion. Okay. I I don't mind. I don't mind either. (laughs) I'll look for something. You say like a crowd cheer. Okay. Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe. Or commentary saying, oh, what a goal. Might have, uh, some yeah, copy, we, copy, we, might have some copyright thing there. Uh, or we could say it ourselves. Anyway, yeah. back to the goals. We have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven to choose from. Okay, let's do it. You know what my viewpoint is? I, I, I made this already. I made this point already. Yeah, but it's not to... Darren's choice. Exactly. It's Michael's choice. It's the right choice. All right, all right, all right. So you got Wilson there for the um, overhead kick. Yeah. Are you and Gomez? For just the sheer passing, the quality of the, of the passes, passes and the crosses okay. in. Sterling also. Okay, Fernandinho's like... Good finish again. He found a corner. It's really great finish from the angle that he was in. Rondon's for the pass and the quality of the header as well. And um, Jan and Villa for that beautiful free kick. Oh, that's a contender, you know. It is, you know. That's a contender. It is. Um, top bins. Okay, okay. Darren wants me to get to Callum Wilson. Because it was an overhead kick, not just because it was Kyle Wilson. It was an overhead kick. <laughs> that, that, can, that kind of adds to it a little let's, bit. Let's, let's add, no, but it adds to it a little bit. Come on. I'm just going to get goals, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Jan and Vio. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I did it because look at him, look at me now. <laughs> if you can see the look on Darren's face just, here. He just looks smart. He just looked straight away like utter disappointment. Swear down. Callum Wilson. No, no, he's good. Callum Wilson. Good. Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson? Yeah, no, For was, that overhead kick? It was, a it was an overhead kick. <laughs> like... No, 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 it was right. no, it was a good goal. It was a very good goal. Great goal. But um, close second would be Fernandinho's one. That's the arrowed it mm-hmm. straight to the corner. I hate City players scoring all these goals. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, that's what he just top bins for this week goes to uh, Callum Wilson. It's about to say Hammers Wilson, but that's the Manchester United player, isn't it? Um, your final segment, Darren. I'm afraid. I'm sorry to say. Da, 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 da. Yep, indeed. Da, 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 da. Okay. Sound like Coronation Street. No? Yeah. Okay. No, no one watches that trash here. Nobody watches that trash here. Before we go into like, the actual dealings, let's talk about the non-dealings that's happened this window. It's transfer deadline day. 
as we speak. The the actual non dealings or the fucking BS non dealings that were dished out, such as Neymar to my life. No, 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 no. I'm talking. Like I'm, Cavani to us. I am talking so about those that broke down. DDG, Gate, the whole saga behind that, and the saga behind the Berahino deal. All right. Um. Quickly with the David Gale. It sort of reminds me of like your parents fighting. And you're like, oh, stop, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Basically what it is. Can I, can I just say on that though, for once, I'm happy that for once, Madrid and Barcelona didn't get their way because English clubs have been their bitches yeah. for a number of years and to see Madrid sweating like that is good. But then, then he's going to go there next time anyway. And I think, of course. I think, so. I think this is what, this is what, Woodward was doing for me now. That's that's what me now want to do. I think he was sort of, you know what, I'm sick of this because there was no reason why Real Madrid could have mustered up 29 million and Kano Navas well before this point. Exactly. Um, So I thought that they just wanted to mug off Man United and um, Edward was was not having it. And if you hear the reports, he really wasn't having it. So the yeah, what was that, Michael? Windows Windows 95 documents and then password protected. I love that. You know, that's that's basically banter for you. Explain it a bit. Um, so obviously I was, I was following it from last night um, reports from all the journalists all their stuff so it was basically what happened was it was sent through I think 10 minutes before the deadline mm-hmm. but what happened was they didn't have apparently the right document in terms of like the file to yep. open on the computer because apparently it came through Windows 95 now I don't know why my United are still Windows, using Windows 95 <laughs> to be honest a full 10 years later their admin, but you know what? Their admin no, stuff is not no great. you know what Sign told me on that day when they got the bid I think Woodward must have gone home and just found an old laptop and he just thought you know we're going to do it through like this maybe a computer like or something like yeah, that yeah exactly man. he thought you know we're going to do it through this the one with the big back yeah you know with the Fat monitor. Windows 95. Fat white yeah. monitors, man. And then, as for the thing being, if it was password protected, I'm assuming the password was probably like, give us Ramos or give us Bale <laughs> or something. Oh, so, you're not getting it. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, no, it, it was, it was, a, it was weird yesterday. It was just so funny to watch. But, Let's talk about the player himself. Like, I've seen pictures on Twitter. He looks absolutely yeah. destroyed. Yeah. I mean, he, he wants to go home. Destroyed. I think, yeah, exactly. Because, like, as I think it's been made quite clear, uh, I don't think he was moving to Abuja solely for football issues. Yeah. Not at all. If people know the guy, they know he's in a long distance relationship. But you know what? He's and a, it's, it's not easy to do that. He's so. a good guy. I think he'll get over it quickly and focus on the fact that the Euros are coming up. Fingers crossed, man. I mean, Fingers I don't. Crossed. I don't think it's. I don't think it's him who's gonna. It's him really having to sort of work this out, things out on the human level with his with his other half, who is no, probably expecting him to come and. Be on the plane to Spain for good. I mean, sure. You'll tell, tell her, what, you've got one more year. I'll sign a pre-contract in January and then I'll be there next summer for you. So, you know, I mean, I, she I, should I, enjoy it. Well, well, he should enjoy his last few months in Manchester and then make his move. If he can. Yeah. Or if, shit on. Or, or if, <laughs> no offense to any listeners that we may have from the north of England. It's a lovely place. I'm the only one in the podcast that's actually lived there for a while. Lived in Chester. North of England, I said. Okay, cool. Well, I was say, if you said Manchester, I said, mate. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, um, I'll be completely honest with you about the De Gea thing. I'm happy to go through on a personal level being a Man United fan. And also for what Michael said, because I feel like Real Madrid think they can get their way and treat people anyhow and teams anyhow. And it was, it was good that they got their comeuppance. But now, moving on to Berahino and, and Spurs and West Brom, which is going to be reported 
in a lot of ways trying to make Berahino to be is going spoiled. to be reported it, has, it has been already. already. I, I I only disagree with him tweeting it out like that. I don't think he should have come out like that. But at the same time, if you've been made a promise, I think gentlemen's I've, agreements were made, yeah. and he and he he, he, he got reneged on, and then yeah. that was that and is what led to that. They, they can't say Spurs didn't make the interest clear because he made five bids, mm-hmm. and it was a small time bids because I think the second bid was around twenty five million. How much higher do you want? To I think I think um, so, I read that West Brom's um, real issue was the, the fact that a lot of these bids were in installments. Yeah, five million up front apparently, and then you know uh, they were playing. They were playing full manager, weren't they? Daniel Levy. Okay, but yeah. this, this this is what the issue is now. Uh, it's going to be reported that Barahino has chucked his toys at the pram and been spoiled. But it's also it's not going to be reported that West Brom probably made a promise to him about him going. He didn't play in the last couple of games because apparently his head wasn't in the right place because he had to deal with all the transfer rumours. They knew the effect it was having on him. It would have been good for both parties to let him go. Westbrook had brought him Rondon. Lambert. Lambert. Had Anichi be there. Have Anichi be there. So and day as well. day, day the day is gone. gone, yeah. Oh, it's gone? Yeah. yeah. Wow. But they have three strikers who play a style indicative to Tony Pulis's style of football. Berahino is actually the odd man out in that in that sort of they're gonna like, drift him out wide or something. Yeah, exactly. And that's not gonna be good for him. I mean I really do feel sorry for Berahino because I can see what's gonna happen. He's gonna be made to be like he's going to be made to be like Sterling number two. They're going to do all they can to make him a really I, hated I, figure. I, you know, I think, because I he think, was given promises and he it, it didn't I think through. I think he's just gonna have a wedding this year and just say, he's, you know what, he, go and play. He sacked his agent he, a, he sacked his agent because his oh, agent was well, then in that case He's, he's solid. He's, he's, he's solid. He's, he's solid until January. I think. I think. No, I think the best thing for him to do is just put his head down and try and get game time. He came out and said he doesn't want to play. For yeah, him. No, 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 I know he said that, but yeah. sometimes you just. I mean, I'm not saying cave into their demands. Yeah, because you've obviously made a promise and they've gone back in it completely. But I don't think the best thing for you to do is sit out for God knows how long. I um, think. I think know, what, what was interesting. I think you just gonna play football. But if that means under twenty ones, because they don't want you to play first in football, so be it. Just make sure you play some sort of football because I think, it's only good for your development. I think what's interesting is um, when he said that he was what did want to play under Mr. Pierce or Mr. Peace, sorry. Pierce, um, Pierce, yeah. yeah, um that um, he went on well the West Brom chairman went on Talksport and said that he had some patching up to him with the relationship with Berahino. You read into that, he knows that he's done Berahino some wrong there. And they'd obviously had conversations about his future and he hadn't been completely sincere with him. No, apparently Tony Pulis wanted to play up, so that's, that's what you So, do. yeah, if it's, well, I, the thing is, it's just the West Brom are going to be painted like the good guys and Berahino's going to be painted like a spoiled prick and that isn't the, not case. the case. Let's go to the um, transfers today and from last week. It's been a busy... It's been busy. very busy. You've got yeah. quite a list there. Yeah. Let's go, let's go for it then. From bottom to top. Oh, top to bottom. Either way. Yeah. Matt Jarvis from West Ham to Norwich. This is t- transfer deadline day, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, Tiago Ilori from Liverpool to Villa. Loan. Which is a loan. Um, Guardiola from Watford to Palace. Yeah. Which doesn't really make sense to me. Miguel, he- Michael Hector from Reading to Chelsea. But I've also heard that Hector's been loaned back to Reading. Um, Ibarbo, everybody's favourite... Everybody's favourite player of FIFA um, has gone from Roma to Watford. On loan. On loan. DeAndre Yedlin has gone from Tottenham to uh, Sunderland on loan. 
Well, I'm just. I hope to God he's playing as a right winger. Um, Anthony Marshall has gone to Manchester United for Monaco for, for about £38 million. Um, Olare from Watford has gone to Watford for Club Rouge. Mikhail Antonio. Six foot five striker he is. Yeah, well. Massive. Um, Crouch number two. Yeah, well. Mikhail Antonio has gone from Forest to West Ham. It'd be very interesting to see if he can make the jump. Uh, Lescott has gone from West Brom to Villa, which won't be popular in the in the Black Country. He's a Villa fan, so um, he, he forced that move. Papi Jaboji has gone from Nantes to Chelsea, and I think every Everton fan pumps their fist in joy. It's basically resignation of not getting stones this year. They tried to get Marquinhos as well. Yeah, um, yeah that felt four bids, something like that. Yeah, very Nikic, desperate. Nikichi Yelovich has gone to West Ham from Hull. Obviously, works with um, Savic before his time in Croatia. Um, Victor Moses has also gone to West Ham from Chelsea. Matthias Sarkic has gone to Villa from Adelaide, and Nathan Dyer has gone from Swansea to Leicester. Um, other transfers that have happened uh, Virgil van Dijk has gone from Celtic to Southampton which is a very good signing uh, Glenn Murray has gone to Bournemouth from Crystal Palace which is going to give Callum Wilson some support up front um, Alex Song has gone from Barca to West, West Ham even on a loan again uh, Ramiro Funes Mori the highly rated defender from River Plate um, who's gone to Everton for rumoured 9 million Kevin De Bruyne which is probably the marquee signing of the window, depending on what type of football you like, has gone from Wolfsburg to City for £54 million. Oh, no, 58.2. 58.2. Uh, uh, a lot of money. money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Luciano Rodriguez gone from River Plate to Montevideo to um, Everton. Yeah. And Johnny Evans has left Manchester United and gone to West Brom. That it? Um, yeah, well, you can take a breath. Yeah, there's been quite a few. Out of that pick, who would you say is the out of uh, that pick? Out of that pick is, I mean, it's gonna be Kevin De Bruyne, isn't it? 20, yeah. 20, 20 assists, uh, last season, 15 goals, best player in Germany, didn't play for Bayern Munich. What else can you say? Um, but I'll be honest with you, my best transfer of the window is still, as I said last week, Andre Ayu got it for free. Out of the choices, who were there? Out of there, uh, De Bruyne. No, I'm saying out. out of your top choices. Um, so that. every week we had one choice out of those. Is okay. it still AU? Yes, yeah, AU. AU is my, my signing of so the window. So the choices were Czech. I think it's there on, on Czech, this year. Czech, Svansdager, Mbemba, Mitrovic, Pedro, Shakiri, Tamendi, De Bruyne, and AU. And it's AU. And it AU wins. AU wins. Um, I know this, this, they're not a Premier League club, but if you want to learn about selling a big player and then using the money wisely... Look at Wolfsburg, Dante, and Draxler. Draxler. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. That's how you spend money. Yeah, that's how you, you sell one quality. Someone that you bought for sixteen million, you sell it for fifty-eight million, and you bring in Draxler and Dante for less. Yeah. Congratulations! Well. Congratulations! So, IU wins. Yeah. The overall transfer deals on wheels yeah. this week, uh, weekend, this summer. This summer's transfer yeah. features. Roll on January. Roll on January. Next, oh, for, for you especially. Yeah. Next, uh, well, this week's fixtures. It's international break, after, isn't it? Yeah, after the break. Yeah, yeah. after break. After we're not going to we're not going to talk about those fixtures. We're going to talk about the uh, England international. So they got San Marino 
uh, away from home and Switzerland on Tuesday. Their squad is as follows. Joe Hart, Jack Butlin, Tom Heaton, defenders Klein, Shaw, Gibbs, Cahill, Smalling, Stones, Jagielka, midfielders, Carrick, Milner, Barkley, Shelby, Mason, Chamberlain, Delph. And their forwards are Sterling, Rooney, Kane, Vardy and Walcott. We all know they're going to walk San Marino. Yeah. They'll probably beat Switzerland too, but I've not really got much to say. I've not got much to say on the English squad other than I don't really understand why punches again still isn't it. Yeah, yeah. Shout, shout out to the guy on that point, shout out to the guy on Twitter when I said um, I'm not happy with Mason being in there and punching not being in there. Yeah, Mason being in there and punching not being in there and the guy's come up to me and saying, oh no, punching Jamaican. Yeah, shout out to you, man. <laughs> yeah, not at all. He's... Check his Wikipedia page, man. Like we did like seconds before we started this. I'm joking. We knew <laughs> yeah, in um, our hearts he was we English. Knew. Yeah, you know, I, people what, saying getting into the English squad wasn't enough for it's that. Ridiculous, man. Jamaican. What, what I'd also like to. Plus John Barnes. <sighs> I'm anyway. tired of people. Anyway. What I'd also like to know is what England are really going to gain. They're not going to learn anything from playing Sam and Bruno. Nope. Well, always seem to that group, Is that a group game? Yeah. yeah, both group games. Oh, yeah. Well, then, you know, they just got the luck of the draw, really. That should, yeah, that well, should, we've really got that much to say on them. That should Although, be a, that should be a ten 0 but it'll probably be three 0 I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy that Jojo Shelby's fought his way back in. He's, he definitely deserves it. He's one player that definitely deserves his chance to England again. Let's go to the table now. Top with uh, maximum points is Manchester City with twelve champions with maximum points. <laughs> Second is uh, Crystal Palace on nine. Make up which makes up for, the teams that make up third. I'm getting my words twisted. Are less. Uh, 4th Swansea Manchester United Arsenal Liverpool West Ham Everton and Southampton go from 3rd to 10th 11th to 15th uh, Bournemouth Villa Chelsea uh, <laughs> Norwich Chelsea West Brom 16 to 17 are uh, Tottenham and Watford the teams that make up the uh, bottom 3 are Stoke Newcastle and your favourite team Michael Sunderland hey. Oh, Newcastle Sunday, the 19th and 20th. Yeah, oh. not looking good for the North East at all. <laughs> I said 19th before and our Newcastle friends were like, 19th, seriously, Michael? <laughs> hey, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Plenty of time to go, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, go on. Where can they find us? They can find us at www.freeinmifield.com. They can do that. And you can also find us at... On at Twitter. Free I midfield, or you can just type in free in midfield because you'll still find the name. I touched it, it worked good. So, type in free in midfield for that's easier. And why am I talking like this? And you can find us on soundcloud.com slash free in midfield where the pod is. You know, you always send a link in the subscribe, tweet a link on subscribe the, so you know you get those annoying notifications on you saying yes, the they're not annoying, they they're, informative. they're informative notifications, yeah. they're very informative. I'm joking, but yeah, you know, I'd also like to. to so thank you to everybody who listened to our last podcast, which was our highest listened to in terms of number count. 50. Started, which is, we're very, very, very appreciative. Thank you indeed. Yep. 51. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Okay. 51 now. 51. It's a cheap check-in. We won't be back uh, next week, international break. We don't really want to talk about that. Yeah. Unless like deep happens. I in doubt the, it. We'll probably mention football. it in the podcast after next or week. Or if we get Ryan Babble's number, we actually get to talk to yeah, him. Yeah, I actually want to talk to him. Yeah. I, th- I think we should all go for that. Idiot. Yeah. Watch this space. <laughs> well, it's another episode of Freeman for Podcast. Getting the name on it also. Goodbye. See ya.